Although technically it was not me that that introduced the phrase itself, but ultimately we just get to use it anyway. Ciceroni, the Sacramento treat. Bing, bing. (laughs) True, true. Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and in today's episode, we've got a few things to talk about, y'all. First things first, Golosses of Gratitude, as we usually do. Next, we're going to be talking about the win at RGB Toros, 3-2, and quite an epic finish for Sac Republic, at least in terms of away games in the regular season here. Also, we'll be talking about our podcast contest, which, uh, well, I'm going to be delaying that a little bit just because... Uh, Sharon's really happy about it, and little by little, I think Sharon's uh, getting close to being being the winner too. But hey, anything can happen. But we'll we'll see. I think playoff time is around the corner, and we really need to make it deep into the playoffs, please, team. <laughs> we need we need the points. Me and Jared too. Um, of course, we're also going to be talking about the USL standings and what our playoff picture is looking like, which has one game left because next Saturday. We are going to be playing against Miami FC, and that is Miami FC, not Inter-Miami where Messi plays. So everyone, if you are going to the game on Saturday because you expect to see Messi, that is not the same team. I just want to put that out there because I've been hearing uh, some rumblings around. But you that, can go uh, yeah. ahead and buy a Sac Republic ticket on resale for a couple grand if you think Messi is going to even show up, which you just never know. <laughs> But either way, if you bought the ticket thinking you were going to see Messi for under $30 or $40, we have some unfortunate news about the cafecito. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the social media, I think all the comments on social media are just insane. Insane. Well, yeah, it's. I haven't even seen them yet, but just hearing what you said, I was like, okay. I hope a lot of people aren't disappointed, but let's start putting it out there just so people already know. Like, he's not going to be there. Just, just FYI, just so you're not leaving the match angry or complaining on social media and all that after the game. <laughs> let, let let that be known already. Of course, we're also going to be announcing a interview that we are going to be doing here early on this week and posting later on in the week here with a former Sac Republic player, Joaquin Rivas, plays for. Miami FC, which we'll hopefully be seeing on Saturday. So he'll give us more information on what to expect from this Miami team and what it's been like for him to now play in Miami, where previously he was playing over at Tulsa. So it'll be interesting to hear his experience there with the team. And then we'll give a brief update, of course, as well on our sibling team, Huddersfield Town, and how they are doing here. And especially since we last uh, talked about them there. Also, everyone, as you guys all know, next Saturday's match is actually Fan Appreciation Night at the Sac Republic game. And we thought, hey, we also want to have a listener appreciation night of sorts here on this episode. So here's how it works if you haven't seen our social media post yet. So we're going to be giving out a code phrase sometime in this episode. It could happen at any point in time. So just continue listening to the episode so you find out when that happens, of course. But the five grand prizes that we're going to be giving away are just one per person, and it's going to basically depend on who sends us a code phrase through a direct message on social media, keyword direct message. So please make sure you send us a message. Don't put it out there so other people know without listening, because we really want to see 
who the first five people are that listen to the episode or send us a message, I should say. And again, it could be on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'll be keeping track of that timestamp on the message. So please feel free to send it ASAP. Of course, if you want to check social media before, just to make sure that the five winners haven't already been claimed, then of course, please do so. Because by the time that you listen to this, there is a chance that we have the five winners already claimed. But I'll make sure I put a message out there on on social media uh, when that happens. So you already know. But Five grand prizes are as follows. So first person to send us that code phrase on that message will get a podcast scarf. If you guys have seen us here in the past, we had those last year. Orange scarves, really awesome looking. We have one here for the grand winner. Second person will get a Sac Republic flag. And then between the third to the fifth person will each get a $20 Pete's Coffee gift card. So those are the five prizes. Again, depends on what order you're in. But when you send us a message, if you are one of the winners, We'll respond back to you. We'll let you know which of the winners you were and what you actually won. And you'll be able to actually claim a prize, either the game against Miami or the first playoff game will be there. Or if we keep moving on, then of course, in a future playoff game. And if we don't, we can make other arrangements or we could just ship you the prize as well, of course. So good luck to everyone. Again, <laughs> we appreciate you guys as always here on the podcast. And, you know, we can't wait to give away these awesome prizes to y'all. and. And all that. And if you're not one of the first five people, we still appreciate you. We will be having more giveaways too in the future. So please stay tuned to our episodes as always. But all right, with that being said, Woo! let me through Sharon and Jared though. I, I, I seriously can't wait to see who's gonna direct message us and let us know what they think, you know, the what what when they listen to it and they realize what the code word was and let us know or the code phrase and so it'll be it'll be great to check our private messages behind the scenes. Did you already say what our email address was? Yeah, so our email address, if anyone doesn't have social media and you also want to participate in that, no worries. You can actually send us an email over, and this is a lengthy email. Again, I'll say it really slowly here. Stateoftherepublic20 at gmail.com. So... Name of the podcast? Zero at gmail.com. State of the Republic two zero at gmail.com. Got it. Yeah. So you gotta type quite a few things there and and people trying to rush and trying to send us a message real quick. I get it. It's a little lengthy. It was tough for us. I think when I made that email, it was a rushed email because I, I kept trying SOTR and other things and they were all taken. So that's that's why that's why. apologies for the email being so long there. But but that is another alternative for anyone who would like to send us an email. You don't have social media there as well. We'll be checking everything, making sure I check the timestamp so that way we get the right order there. But Sharon, Jared, I know you guys already spoke. But let me introduce you guys as usual. How are you two doing? First, let's go to Elgrove. How's it going, Sharon? Hey, always good. Always good. Watched a little English Premier League today. And if you, <laughs> this is so dorky. I'll, I'll save it for glasses of gratitude. Jared, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. It's, enjoyed a hell of a match last night. And today is the start of Kings basketball, even though it's preseason. So it's still a lovely day here out in the desert. Yeah, I can't wait to get into some of the highlights of this game. I mean, this is definitely Drama-inducing, yet also fun. So let's get into it. Yeah, for sure, drama-inducing, right? Because it went back and forth, and it was like, what is going on? But 
I got to say, it was really great to see the team react in a really awesome manner because we might be in this circumstance come playoff time and you want to have a team that doesn't give up. You might be down once, you might be down twice, but heck, you keep on going, you keep on going until you tie and eventually maybe even get the win, just like we did yesterday. So really enjoyed seeing that. Those games are really awesome, especially when that game happens away. That's really epic. And we knew that RGB going into it was going to give us a hard time because they were trying to make it into playoffs. So this by no means was it going to be an easy match despite RGB and not being in the playoff picture before the game there. So yeah. All right, Churn, go ahead and introduce us with Golazo of Gratitude, please. And now one of my favorite segments, Golazos of Gratitude, where each of our hosts takes a minute to reflect and express gratitude to people, situations, or events that have touched them. Anyhow, let's go. Let's hear some galazas of gratitude. Hey, and there you have it. So I've got to give a shout out, and I don't always do this because I really appreciate these guys, besides you two, that I appreciate a ton, is um, our announcers for the local broadcast are over the weekend were Adam Moffat and Rob McAllister. I'll tell you what, they are so incredibly smooth and fluid and truthful. I really enjoy them and I really got to give them a shout out on that. Another one goes to uh, Kevin Burdick because he has just reached out uh, and posted, if you haven't seen it yet, the Week of Service Playoff Edition where people can volunteer uh, Monday through Friday starting on the 16th of October and volunteer somewhere. and. You'll get two free tickets to, I think, a playoff match, or I, I believe that's how it works. The for the twenty first, I think it is. So it's really awesome that Kevin Burdick has organized this, and there are some wonderful opportunities. I will tell you, I'm going. Um, I've put in for a couple of them. I know Jane has, and I know Tina has, and I believe Rosa may have also. So if you haven't done that, do it. I also want to thank Russell for getting the dang goal. Um, that has earned me a, a point or two, talk about that later, and to the team, of course, for pulling out that win that was just fabulous and, and uh, for posting on their social media their celebration of Luther. I don't know if anybody saw that, um, <laughs> that Luther's on fire. Okay, and then the last one is for Carmichael Dave to post on his social media. I really thank him a lot. He's headed to London. Okay, we all know that um, Kevin Nagel has picked up Carmichael Dave to kind of help with things, but he said that he's on his way to London. I think he's on his way to Huddersfield Town, but we'll see. Oh, one last one. Carlton Cole. I know he doesn't listen to the podcast, but I posted uh, West Ham's win uh, this, uh, or tie, excuse me. They tied Newcastle United. Sorry, Geordie fans. Um, and it was a good, it was a really good game. I watched it and I posted it, tag Carlton Cole and he reposted it. I always love it when the big dudes, you know, pick you up and repost you. It's so sweet. When Roro does it with us, it's absolutely fabulous. When the players repost anything that we've thrown up on social media, it feels good to just know that they trust what we've posted and they like it. So it's pretty cool. Jared, what about you? What about your golazos of gratitude? Well, I definitely want to give a golazo of gratitude to the club for, for that uh, week of volunteering. I mean, the- warmth the fact i'm out here in section 602 i definitely would uh, pick up a 
date to volunteer, especially if it's out in South Sacramento. I mean, I would love to, uh, you know, give a, uh, give a shout out and pay back to the, you know, section of Sacramento that helped form me over, over the years. So especially if you, if, if it includes a potential uh, playoff ticket, I mean, why, why not? I mean, at least this way, you know, you're putting in some sweat equity for, for the club and then, you know, they show love with making sure you're there for the start of the playoffs. So that's a, it's an excellent thing as far as that goes. And also I go out as a gratitude to John for uh, keeping us up to date as far as when it comes to coming up to the match, the referees that we have to, to work with, which I have some question, questions about uh, this week's refs, but we'll get into that later. Really. I mean, it's just, just been a lot of information, you know, definitely helpful information gives us better insight on, on how we fare in this match. And then of course, keeping us up to date on, on Huddersfield town as well, because that's something that uh, we could all use a lot more connecting with, you know, as a, as a sibling club. So can't wait for more of the season to go on with that as well. Those are really uh, some of the big ones I've got at this moment. How about you, Luis? Yeah. So I got to start with the same one that you guys mentioned already, the volunteering opportunities from Sac Republic. And the fact that they're giving you not just one, but two tickets and not just any tickets, but playoff tickets is something else, right? Because we know that come playoff time, the tickets cost a little bit more. And some of us who've already bought our ticket, we know that we had to pay a little bit more than usual. But to see the team actually be okay with gifting two tickets that, you know, could have meant more money in their pockets is something really awesome. And that's why we're out there spending money on merch and money on the food and everything else too, despite the cost. Like, we know where the money goes at the end of the day. And that makes us really happy to spend every dollar that we do every time we go to a match. Next one goes out to Sharon for making that birthday post on her Instagram page, which was a surprising and really awesome <laughs> to see that. And so thank you, Sharon, for uh, doing that post. And also for the post that you did on my wall, that collage of pictures was really awesome. And some pictures I was like, oh, wow, it, that's been a while. I didn't even remember that <laughs> that picture there too. So awesome stuff right there. And also just in general to everyone who wished me a happy birthday. I had like one of the best birthdays I've had in a long time. So thank you so much, everyone. It's always really appreciate it to hear those words on on your national day essentially right every year so you know on that i gotta thank jared for initiating the post his his photo of you holding the scarf and the words on that jared you just hit it out of the park man i i want to know how you do all that it was beautiful i stole it made it part of the whole post you know on the state of the republic uh, our page our instagram and our facebook wall so it's great. Got a lot of got a lot of positive response from that. Appreciate you, Jared. Oh, you came in handy, right? <laughs> yeah, skill set. Your other duties as required. You know that could be listed as things that you're also able to do. Hey, Luis, have you found another concha supplier? Because those conchas that <laughs> you that I pictured in that that little collage, those were the best <laughs> conchas I have ever ever had. I've heard word of a, a few others too, which I still need to go and, and check out that people say like, oh, they're really good as well. So it'll happen sometime. Yeah. Uh, I'll try to make it happen by the game, the first playoff game, the one that I'm actually going to. So I'll make sure I'll, I'll take you some to either way. If it's from the same spot, I'll go to the same spot. But if I can go check out this other spot that people have also been raving about, then I'm going to go check it out. I always like to have more options and see what others have going on. And this one's actually conveniently located next to the freeway too. So 
I think it'll it'll be a perfect fit, hopefully. <laughs> but I'll stop by there too. So we'll we'll make sure that we can hopefully celebrate a win that day with uh yeah. some conscious through there. And plus the weather's gonna be better than this heat and all that. Like that one time when I took you some and I had to take extra care of <laughs> of them so they wouldn't be all bad. Right, because it was like 105 degrees, you know, when you bought them. And it was like, Luis, can you put them on in an ice chest? Because <laughs> I don't want them to be like, you know, hard as rocks and stale. But they were actually delicious. No, I have found, I know we stayed at the food podcast, whatever, sorry. We get ourselves mixed up here. And, and so kind of play along with us for a little while. I did find a place that makes mini conchas. And it's called Zulo Coffee House. It's right here in Elk Grove. They make mini ones. And I did find where I think La Esperanza has an outlet in on, on Bruceville Road. I went into, I think it's called Toledo, their market, their little Toledo market on Bruceville Road. I think it's an outlet for La Esperanza. And so I went, I think I got a couple of them from there. I'm not 100% sure if I got them there. But I mean, literally, I have been, without having to drive to La Esperanza, I've been like hunting down conchas. So... Trust me, if you if anybody has a good lead on conchas in Elk Grove, not pre-packaged where you don't get a pit, where you don't get to pick your conchas, but where you actually can pick your conchas, let me know. I'm all in. Yeah. No, eventually we'll do a state of the food special too on YouTube. <laughs> I think it would be nice to go to a few like places for like desserts or like lunch or like a good dinner. Do a little quick vlog there and just be like, hey, if you're ever at a psychopolic match, there's a good place to check out. We'll definitely need to do one with, with Mikuni, which, by the way, I might be going on my birthday. They sent me like a birthday gift, I think like $10 or so. So I was like, oh, I'll yep. nice. stop by. So you've got to use it by a certain date. And I have a $10 credit I have to use by the 10th, which is Tuesday, I believe. So I think I'll be headed to Mikuni maybe tomorrow. Well, tomorrow being Monday. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I'll have to check. I think I could use mine by the time that we have our playoff game. But yeah, if we do, then I'm going to do a quick vlog. I know a lot of people know McCoonies, but even then a lot of people don't know McCoonies that I've t- spoken to that have gone to Sacramento. So that'll be one of the video spots that we'll do. And we'll be back on YouTube, y'all. So <laughs> that's, that's what we'll be doing in the off season, by the way. We'll be posting some little clips of like places to visit and all that. So that way you can be doing other things as we wait for another uh, Sacropolic season. Of course, also watching a Kings game, which... I'll probably do a vlog of that as well. So people know, hey, there's other things to do. I know it's really sad in the off season and all that, but hey, we got plenty of places to go check out. And, and that's something that I think would be a, a neat little feature to to do in the off season too. Okay. All right. Jared had something to say about food. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, if Luis makes it out to another match in Phoenix here, first thing we're going to try to get inside the game is that the Venezuelan street plate. Because mm. I feel that since I barely discovered that in July, that that Luis may have been robbed of an opportunity to try that. And the thing is, for $18, I mean, it was big enough to the point where I end up, both times I've gotten it, take the half of it or more than half of it home with me. So that's going to be some good eating right there. And we'll have to find some other food place around here in Phoenix other than Pot Belly Deli. <laughs> <laughs> I still get he, the messages. Yeah. <laughs> He can he can get that before he flies back out, but uh, while he's here, we're gonna have to find some some places around here in Maricopa County. So we'll we'll make sure we get him taken care of on that. 
that's a spot that I'm definitely going to because they keep tempting me with the text messages and all that. And if anyone hasn't gone to Pop Billy Sandwiches in Arizona, especially there in the Phoenix area, go check them out. Just amazing subs. So, all right, y'all. Well, let's go ahead and talk about this match again. Match full of so many different goals, so many different kinds of goals as well, and a bunch of back and forth. And luckily, they stopped <laughs> and they didn't keep scoring against us too. Otherwise, we would have had to have our hearts checked because uh, <laughs> it was a lot of back and forth there. But first things first, though, first goal was their goal. Happened really early on in the match, right? The 10th minute. And we usually haven't really experienced all that much, I think, in the season is anytime we get scored on. It hasn't happened too early on, right? Most of the goals that we get scored on happen a little bit later in the first half or in the second half. But uh, to get scored on so early was... It's tough. It's tough with any match, I think, right? Because you have to figure out how you're going to respond. And sometimes it really gets you, especially playing away in, in this match too there. But who scores the goal is a former Sac Republic player, right? Frank Lopez, you guys will definitely remember him. He was used to be a, a super sub. Didn't play that many matches for us. I think came in more in the second half of the season in which we received him from Los Dos back then, back in the day there too. But in this goal... I think that Danny may have been a little bit too out of the lines, right? And he definitely missed getting to the ball, right? Frank Lopez smartly saw him come out of his lines, basically just spiked it up there too, and just enough to be away from Danny and get the first goal. And I should also add a little disrespectful celebration there on his part, but hey, they usually say that you get the best laugh if you laugh last, right? So that's exactly what happened here is that we ended up winning the match. They didn't, but again, disrespectful, I think, celebration there. He may have meant it in a different way, but still, you don't just shake like that, right? What do you guys think? So I honestly think that, I don't want to say these words, there could have been a little lean. He was leaning a little bit. I want to say he was a little tiny touch offsides, except then when you look and see where Jared was, he wasn't offsides. But yeah. I think I think Danny was not expecting things to come down the pike that fast, but they really played it right up to Frankie because the dude can run. He's fast. He's sorry. He's never been in really good fitness, but it's unfortunate that he only had one defender on him. So if we go back to the wide view when the ball was initially played out of the midfield, if you look at Frankie, no, he was actually on side. Never mind. If you look at Frankie, he was leaning. He knew he had us open. He had both defenders. He was kind of in between them. And when you, a guy like that knows that when he's one-on-one -on -one with a defender, he can beat him in a foot race. And they know, you know, RGB knows that with him. And I, I bet, you know, that's a lesson that we're going to learn about the fast breakaway and the fast transition. And I mean, they, Everybody saw what was going on in our back line as, and also with Danny. But that wasn't all that happened in the game. I mean, I know, Jared, you might want to say a couple words on this one, but this game, if you wanted some scores in football, this would have been a 21 to 14 game with super lots of excitement, you know, with people potentially getting ejected, but they didn't and yellow cards and cautions and the referee getting in the way of the game in a, a little bit. We weren't fond of that. But this was, if you were playing American football, this was a good score. At the end of the day, there was a lot happening in the game. And 
with Danny, and of course we do love him, and he's definitely definitely a reason why you know we're up in the stands as we are. But unfortunately, we live by the come off the line. We die by uh, come off the line, and unfortunately, we just did not have sufficient defenders to really back up uh, the chance of you know maybe staying a little bit closer onto the line. You know, making Frank uh, work for it a little bit, but. Yeah, unfortunately, Frank was able to just uh, notch it at, at the right angle, uh, knowing that uh, there were defenders that uh, hadn't quite made it to, uh, to there yet. And uh, as far as Frank's celebration, it's not quite up there with Cubo doing the robot at Phoenix. I mean, it wasn't that level of disrespect, but it, it was upwards of that a, a little bit there. But of course, as we all know, and then. <laughs> yeah. Karma gets you, basically, right? You can't celebrate too early because it's just the beginning of the match, right? It was just the 10th minute there. But yeah, hopefully Danny isn't too out of his lines next time because I really do think that our defenders had some time to catch up to Frankie, right? Because the ball bounces. He's a little bit outwards too. I think that Connor would have reached right there if Danny would have just been back in his line. And plus, unless maybe Frankie would have just pulled a shot and, you know, again, angled it really well. But again... Danny would have had a more of an opportunity at that point than being out of his line and doing that too. But like you mentioned, Jared, yeah, Danny's done really well for us too. That's why he's on the road to win the Golden Globe. But yeah, just little things like that. It's like, yeah, next time just to walk a little bit back too and let the defenders take care of it. Unless, of course, right, there's no defender, then I get it. You got to go out of your lines and, and all that. But yeah, that was the first goal there. But as I mentioned, this match was a back and forth match. Like... <laughs> And thankfully, you know, yeah, it took took a few more minutes after that. We move on to the 36th minute. But we ended up getting the tie. And who better to get the tie than a guy that we were praying he would get a goal in this match. And that is uh, Russell Ciceroni getting a goal finally back after like a few weeks of not getting a goal there. And quite the good time for him to get the goal, especially coming into playoff time. So he wouldn't enter the playoffs dry. He gets a goal and... In true Russell fashion, right, he spots the ball opportunity and he scores it right there. I mean, the guy knows how to move. The guy's been doing this throughout the whole season, too. So I'm glad that he finally went back and had a good opportunity like here and finished it as he's finished so many different ones here. Yes. So, Luis, if you if you look, they were expecting Seba. They were expecting Seba to be more on, on the ball. I think that they had their defenders kind of more locked in on Seba, even though he was returning back to an onside position. They had shifted over to Seba. They'd left Russell all by himself, who drove a Mack truck right through their defense. But guess who's guess who Russell got the ball from? Our one and only Keko Gompan. <laughs> so Keko has like this great record of assists because the dude can see these things. He can see, he saw that Russell was like naked with respect to having a defender. You know, there was nobody on him. And so that's that's the time to find your guy. And Keko saw that. He's like, oh, yeah, Russell's just going to waltz right in. And boom, he did. He waltzed right in. He did a nice little turn. He's got some good feet that Russell does. He, he can do these sorts of things. He can spin and turn. We always said that Zico's got that ability to spin and turn, you know, back to goal kind of thing. But I see Russell having that too. And I'm glad that they're working on those sorts of drills because obviously – to be able to pull off that shot and get properly footed and properly turned, that's that takes a lot of training and a lot of practice. So 
Thank you, Russell Ciceroni, for knowing how to do all of those things all at once. At the same time, you've got guys coming down on your back. Excellent. It was probably one of the prettier goals that I've seen in a long time and a beautiful assist. And that was just a thing of beauty to watch. Keko just feeding Russell and finally giving me giving me the opportunity to bring back a, a new classic meme with, with Russell scoring. All, although technically it was not me that, that introduced the, the phrase itself, but ultimately we just get to use it anyway. Ciceroni, the Sacramento treat. Bing, bing. <laughs> true, true. Oh. I'm so glad we got that one, you know, so then that buoyed everybody's spirits, including the team, you know, the, the team had to wait a while to get that goal in, but it was perfect because RGV is what place are they in? <laughs> They're down at the bottom of the table for a reason. Mm-hmm. And Sac Republic had to, obviously they studied them in advance of the game, but I think it's weird. I know we're going to talk about a couple of other goals and a couple of other assists by Jack, but our possession numbers, it showed what kind of team we were. We're literally, uh, we can sit back and counter. Mm. We'll sit back and counter. We don't need possession of the ball too much. We'll just counter. Our possession was sh- crappy, but that was how we were playing. We were playing basically when we do get the ball, let's make the most of it. And we didn't. Mm. So I thought that was, I think a lot of us were shocked that that's what the stats showed. So Anyhow, we should be looking at the at the next goal that got scored, the next couple goals, actually the next three goals, because that's how many more there were. Yeah, but the next two goals were like all scored in the first half and literally within a few minutes of each other, right? <laughs> but next goal belonged to RGB. They went back up in the scoreboard there because that's how this game was, right? A back and forth match there. So we move on to the 44th minute with RGB's goal there. To make it the 2-1 against us two. And we know it's tough to get a goal before the end of the first half, right? And, I mean, just getting a goal in this fashion, it could have been tough, right? For any other team, especially getting into halftime, it could have been. But, thankfully, that's not what happened there. And, unfortunately, though, it happened in a corner kick. And we really need to pay attention to these types of corner kicks. Because sometimes a match could be defined simply by a 1-0 scoreline. And sometimes... That happens in a set piece like a corner kick. And and that's what they did here, right? Corner kick, and we give them all the space in the world to just place the shot right there to the top corner and get the 2-1 at the time there. Win for RGB there, heading into the halftime. And it could have even maybe even been a penalty for, for them too, because I think Seba maybe have touched the ball there. <laughs> what do you guys think of this? Oh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. So... Again, you know, that corner kicks are hard, especially corner kicks into the wind or with a, with a wind advantage. And the announcers, our announcers were talking a lot about the wind and how difficult the wind can be to affect the flight of the ball and all of that. So we had men in the box. We had players in the box to do all the blocking in the world, you know, to try to, to, try to keep that from happening. It just didn't. It, you know, it just didn't work. I don't know. There was really nothing I could see that anybody did wrong. We had the players in the box. And just like when Luis Felipe scored his header, they had players in the box. It's just Luis was better. And in this case, that's how it was. Their their players in the box were were 
more focused on getting that ball in the net than we were. They had guys crashing at the right location, right at the top of the six. And, you know, it, Danny was in good, good form. I don't know if he just didn't see the ball coming in until it was too late because he could have been sighted by a couple of his players. At the end of the day, they got a goal. But at the end of the game, we walked away with a win. So that means our men fought to get back on top. And once again, RGV is a team that uh, you don't know which side's coming through. And this is uh, obviously one where, yes, we had defenders out, out, out the backside, but didn't really matter because one of their players uh, was at the right spot at the right time and just just chipped it in quite past uh, Danny to, to where it was really kind of, kind of out of his reach. So this was just one of those perfect moments that unfortunately RGB took advantage of. And once again, that's up the score to, to 2-1 at this point. Yeah, the only thing I would say, like I mentioned earlier, is that the players need to be careful in not racing their arms too much because had that not been a goal, I, I think it gets called to PK. Now, not that Seba meant to actually touch the ball with his hand, but his arm was a little too high when making that jump. And so I'm just saying, this could ruin us. This could kick us out of the whole playoffs. This could like change our whole entire season if we get a PK called on us too like that. So yeah, if you guys are going to jump, just try not to lift your arm a little too high because any referee might call it and then we're stuck. And we might be arguing like, yes, he didn't mean to do that. Or like the ball went to the arm or something. At the end of the day, if it happens, he's going to call it. And we're going to be screwed at that point, right? But luckily, he didn't call it here. But I think it's because the goal happened, really. Otherwise, yeah. I think that we would have seen a, a PK. Well, uh, they don't through. have VAR. So that's the be- benefit of the USL in some cases. And also the downfall of USL in some cases, otherwise known as Phoenix Rising, where we got bounced <laughs> out of the playoffs because of a hand of God goal by Phoenix. So we won't talk too much about that. However, there is no VAR, so I don't know that that would have been picked up. And none of the players on RGV initially were like freaking out because sometimes if they freak out about a handball before they realize a goal is in, their arms go up, you know, the opponent's <laughs> arms go up, and it's like, hey, handball, handball, but nobody did that. So I don't think anybody even saw it, which means the referee probably didn't see it either. It's great, <laughs> you know, whatever. So yeah. moving on. But poor Danny, here he is, it's before the half. Right. He's had two goals scored on him. How does that feel, man? You're going, you know, ugh, that just, that doesn't feel good. However. Yeah, but he shouldn't feel so bad about the second one. I think there was nothing he could do. Nothing he could yeah, do. It, it, yeah. The first one, he could have done something different. But yeah, the second one, yeah, it's, it's just tough there. But really, in a twist of situation, right, we end up not going to have time losing. And that's really awesome because how many times have we gotten scored on, like, Right before halftime, and then we just go right to that moment where, darn, we're down 2-1, or we're down, we're losing. We could have been tied, but our team never gave up. They just kept pushing through. They wanted to get that tie again, make sure that we had an even number there for uh, the halftime score there. And that's exactly what happened. And who else but Luis Felipe, the header specialist at this point, right? How many goals has he scored in this fashion, it's almost like the Luis Felipe stamp, right? The guy's tall. He knows when to jump at the right time. They know where to put the cross, right? Right right in his head. And it couldn't have been placed any better. And that's, I think, exactly what I've been saying every single time he gets a goal in that fashion. Yeah, this was, this was phenomenal. So the whole time, 
you know, we're kind of all behind the scenes. Well, I had Jane and Scott over watching the match with me. And a lot of the game were like, get it to Jack, get it to Jack. You know, it's kind of like that mantra of get it, you know, we need to get it to Jack because they train for crosses coming from the right, either by Kecko or from Jack. And if they're coming in from the other side, from the, the left side, otherwise known as the weak side, there's a different method that we play coming in that way. Yeah, we do good corner kicks from that side, but we do excellent crosses and passing. And so our, our men, our, their body mechanics know what to do when the cross is coming in from the right side, from Jack's side. So it's almost like you want to have Jack or Kecko bringing that ball in because our guys know how to crash the box. They know how to shape put the right shape around the box. And sure enough, there you go. You had <laughs> Luis Felipe with a phenomenal header. The man is a specialist. Just like you guys were saying, he's just like, he is. And Connor Donovan, you will get your head ball someday. <laughs> you will get your goal. It will happen. So anyhow, I digress. And that was a fantastic goal by Luis Felipe. And of course, I mean, I, I, it's probably just me, but I live for his goal sellies. I mean, Gets the header in and automatically busts out the Ted DiBiase million dollar man, silly. You know, talk, talk about money, money, money. Yes, he was at, at that goal. So that was just a beautiful setup. I love seeing Luis Felipe just get in there, just like last year. I mean, man, it's 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 just a work of art with with how Luis Felipe gets these goals in and. Saw, saw the opportunity, gets us equalized, and, you know, we are good to go here. Yeah, no, I mean, the guy speaking of money has probably upped his transfer value by quite a bit, right? He's been involved in so many key moments in our games. If we think back to the Open Cup games, right, how many goals did he score that were so critical to, to us, like, moving forward to? And I'm glad he's back, right? I know he's dealt with injuries in the past and all that. The guy makes a comeback, and he's still the same Luis Felipe that we've known always, too. And, you know, when he's on fire, he's on fire. And going into playoffs, like I keep saying with all the guys that scored yesterday, you need the players to be in that high motivation. So glad glad to see that. And speaking of that, well, we were tied, right? We had until the second half. And who is the best player, hands down, that comes off the bench and has scored I don't even know how many goals at this point. So I think he's <laughs> scored so many goals and that we have an amazing jingle here that Sharon is no, still not no, really I'd appreciating. No, i the jingle that the club sings. The boys sing, <laughs> Luther's on fire. La, 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 la. I'd rather do that one. Stop. Well, I have to ask people which one they prefer. They prefer that or they prefer no. the, the Jared yeah. one or our duel, which here it goes. It, it's, I said it, it's got to make an appearance every single time that Luther scores a goal. Oh, 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 Luther. There it is. There it is. I'm done. I, I'm, 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 I'm done. Yeah, okay. But, but, but also, who called it? Who called it in, in our group chat, though? Exactly. Once, once RGB uh, stopped uh, diving for a moment, <laughs> I put in our private chat, yeah. Luther's going to score within the next 11 minutes once they start play again. And just a couple of minutes later, what happens? What happens? Yes. And I will say Dair is an incredible gentleman. 
for letting that ball literally just trickle. I mean, it couldn't, it took so long for that ball to get to the back <laughs> of the net, but Aldair let it trickle in and didn't touch it so that Luther could claim the goal. It was just a, a thing of beauty. Now, if you look at their defense, they had one guy putting everybody on side. He forgot to step up, right? And he's like mm-hmm. raising his hand like it was offside. It's like, dude, it was your fault. <laughs> it wasn't offside at all. Dude, you put him on, you know, because all of the other defenders were all up, although they were at the proper angle for in this case, he should have anyhow. But that's what happens always, Sharon. It's always the guy who's offside that yeah. is the is the person with the hand up, right? And it's like right. that put everybody on side. It's like, yeah. no, 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 they were all side. No, no, no. You don't put your hand down, dude. It's you were the one. Yeah, you're the yeah. suspect, right? You're number one. Yeah. I'm glad you but mentioned glad I was like you though. I'm glad you called it, Jared, because, I mean, we have so much faith in Luther, and so does the team. The squad absolutely loves it when Luther steps on the field because he's, number one, he's fresh legs. <laughs> Nobody can keep up with him once he gets going. He's got a full head of steam, and he's just he, – he is like one of those players that plays with so much joy. Him and Zico, you know, they've got this, this thing. It's called that joy. Well, we've got a lot of players that play that way, but, you know – Luther, I think, has the biggest grin on his face when he's on the field. He's just happy as a clam. Oh, yeah. I mean, I won't forget the day when, remember when he got hit and he still was smiling, even though he he had, it was really noticeable he got hit. If you guys remember that one time he scored a goal, I think it didn't happen in the goal play, but it happened sometime after, I think. Yeah, he got hit pretty hard. That was a pretty high kick. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if it was a red card or not. Either way, I mean, it, it it was a bad hit. And the guy was still smiling after the yeah. game. And you're like, wow, wait, props to you for, <laughs> for like toughing it up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's pretty cool. Uh, but I'm glad you mentioned Aldair, though, because in looking at the replay, Aldair could have actually touched that ball and it would not have been offside because he was onside when the ball goes to Luther. Yeah, that would have been an onside play, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Right. But in looking at the replay here, at least in the angle we have, I think he could have legally actually made contact with the ball and it would have been. Yeah, it would have been if Aldeir had touched it, but he didn't. He knew it was going in and he was celebrating Luther. That Everybody was celebrating Luther because he's so much fun to celebrate with. I swear if I was on the field, I would be, I would be dogpiling the man. Well, they did. <laughs> they did because he flopped on the ground and they all piled on him. You don't want to lay on the ground. <laughs> So he, yeah, he goes sliding on the ground, and then there was this a dog pile. Yeah, look there, Keko's the first one to land on him, you know, and then all the air is right there with him. (laughs) Hey, I gotta give a shout out to Nick Ross, the boss. That dude, he held down the defensive midfield. You know, here's this slender man who knows what he's doing between he and Luis Felipe, and then later in the game, Arnold came in. But, you know, he knows what he's doing. I just got to hand it to Nick. He, he's, a, he's a smart player. He's kind of a quiet, deadly kind of guy. He, he does things and you don't know that he's done it and he's done things. You know, it's like he's, he's, a, he's a humble kind of a player. Doesn't make very many mistakes. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, we've had a few others that yeah. sometimes make mistakes. But yeah, he's one that I don't think we've pointed out that much there. Yeah, but Jack... Yeah. I gotta, I gotta, sorry, I don't mean to hog the microphone. I'll give it to somebody else here in a second. But see, Jack, just like Kecko, in his ability to find the man mm-hmm. and to wait 
just until the player commits to it. Jack, that's when he makes the pass. So he, he frees up Luther from a defender because Jack draws the defender in. Kecko's run, he pulled the defender wide. So now there's two defenders that are no longer available to mark anybody running through. And that was brilliant. Those things take practice, you know, to draw the guy and to know exactly the timing to make the pass. But it was beautiful. The scoreline stood at 3-2. The team celebrated like crazy. If you have not gone on social media, you need to go on social media and take a look at the team celebration and the chatter that's going on behind the scenes. It's just, it's pretty incredible. They, the, the, the team was high after that, you know, the endorphins and dopamine and all that other stuff that comes along with a win and a, a critical win because now we are first in the West. We will post until we can't and then, well, until we have to face Eastern Conference if we get that far, knock on wood. When we get that far. Uh, I heard the knock on wood, so great. Let's just hope it's not against uh, Pittsburgh. But ultimately, Pittsburgh did win the uh, Players' Shield, so they've got uh, home field advantage throughout the playoffs unless they lose, which could happen because you all know how sometimes we have the curse of the first seed or if someone else does. So I kind of would like to tread lightly and hope we end up uh, crushing whoever it is that is our first opponent on the 21st. But once again, we cannot do any more trap games, even if it's a number eight seed or whoever. We need to put that that foot all the way down on the metal, and then we'll have to see how the Eastern Conference goes. Even, even if we take on the Tampa, Tampa Bay, that means it's going to be back home at Heart Health Park. So let's we know the clubs are going to do their part. Let's do our part as well and show up as we can. Yeah, well, well said. So I know you like, yeah. I know you like the timing of the substitutions, but late breaking news, which by the time this podcast airs, everybody will know what the scenario is, but apparently Monterey Bay lost today. So their only Ooh. chance to make the playoffs, there's a few scenarios, Oakland to make the playoffs, they have to win. They have to hold the hold their spot. They need to win. So it's, it's getting a little dicey as far as knowing who we're going to play in the first round. So I just thought I'd throw that in there. We will know more next weekend, put it that way. Oh, yeah. They're, they're keeping it dramatic here uh, with that, too. But, <sighs> yeah, one thing I wanted to just say real quick about this match, too, is I want to give props to Coach Briggs again because oh, he did, he did two subs before the 70th minute, and he's been doing that often. So thank you, Coach. I don't know if you've been listening or someone told you. Maybe Connor mentioned it to you <laughs> or someone. But he's been doing really great. And see, the results are being shown with those early subs. I mean, Luther got subbed in in the 66th minute, and then we saw him score two minutes later. How awesome is that, right? Boom. You got your result real quick right there. And he also subbed in Arnold as well, as uh, Sharon calls him there. And then, of course, he did a few other subs, right? We saw Roro come through. We saw Christian Parano, which should have scored a goal, by the way, at the end of the match. Oh, man, that should have been a goal right there. But luckily, we're up already. But <laughs> But again, just one of those things where it's like, if we weren't up, that would have been a really critical miss. But yeah, so great on coach for doing that. I'm looking forward to continuing to see that, especially if the match is in that situation where you are in need of making sure you do subs to respond, to stay in playoffs. You got to do those subs. So thank you, coach, for not having me complain about substitution times anymore, <laughs> at least for the time being there. 
All right. Well, let's talk about USL standings. I know that you mentioned it here right now, Sharon, with Monterey, but let's look at how the situation is looking like right here. So as you guys mentioned, we're first place in the West. No one could change that at all. And we are also top three overall. No one could change that at all, too. The only position we could drop down is third place because uh, Tampa Bay lost against Pittsburgh Riverhounds. They actually had a head-to-head match this past weekend here. And Sac Republic is sitting at one point above them. So we'll have to take a look at who Tampa Bay plays in that last game. I believe they play Louisville City, which Louisville has not been the same Louisville as other years, right? But they still have to keep either their fifth place spot or move it to fourth place or lose and potentially move down to sixth place. So they still have something to play for there. So hopefully they they do something there. But so I, I got to tell you, there's something crazy going on with the East. The hand, the the way that it's going to play out for the Eastern Conference is in the hands of the West Coast Conference. So this is bizarre. Neither Miami nor Detroit have clinched, right? And we play Miami. So they're going to be coming at us wanting to win so they can clinch, mm-hmm. you know, a playoff spot. Detroit's going to be playing Pittsburgh, but Miami's playing us. So, yeah, so Miami's fate is in the West Coast beating the West Coast team, whereas the uh, Detroit, their fate lies with their game against Pittsburgh, who's already clinched first place. Nothing can change that. So it's mm-hmm. going to be kind of a, it's going to be a, it's, you're going to, the teams that these two clubs are playing against are going to feel intense pressure. Like, do we just put in our, you know, let some of our bench players play and we don't care about the game. We don't care about the stats or do we, put in a string that could beat Miami and does Pittsburgh do the same to beat Detroit? So this is a really bizarre situation in the East. The West is way more complicated. The West, the, the, we have, we don't even know who's, we, it's, it's the weirdest thing. Now I do want to note that the, the, the game that Detroit's going to be playing right there against Pittsburgh, it's actually going to be early on in the day right so at once so by the time that they play against us they'll already know if like maybe miami's already clinched right if detroit loses so that might change the scenario right there if they did do win and now they're going to be in the pressure of beating us watch out right this miami team might be really dangerous now if they've already clinched then they might they might kick back a little bit more right so we'll see what that scenario is for them but it'll be really interesting to see what happens there yeah detroit has 40 points if they get 43 against pittsburgh or if they lose it yeah it's it's you're right it if miami already clinches automatically if detroit loses then and that sets everything up but we don't even know between el paso new mexico oakland monterey bay and rgv we don't even know who's (laughs) gonna clinch the last two positions the seventh and eighth we don't know it's the most complicated scenario of all i'll tell you it never has come down to something like this, to the best of my knowledge. I mean, this is this is the most bizarre end of season situation. Yeah, I could, it could even, it may potentially be RGB. I mean, they'd have to have mixture of results, but I need to go back and check. Let's see, they tied against New Mexico 2-2. Two, two. Oh, they tied two times. Sorry, so they might actually go to goal differential since they tied yeah. both their games against New Mexico in the event of like a tie there. But they do have a worse goal differential. So RGB, I think it would be really tough if we actually go along those lines. So it's looking like, yeah, our opponent would be either Monterey, Oakland, 
New Mexico or El Paso, depending right. again on the results and what gets combined. Yeah, it'd be one of those four. Crazy. Which, all it's are crazy. tough. Ones. I don't even know who I would pick. You had me pick one of them. They're all tough. They're all tough. And they play us tough. We have yeah. a hard time with all of those teams. Can we just play Las Vegas again and just, you know, have a happy day? <laughs> that, that would be nice. But I do want to say, though, Oakland is actually playing El Paso. So if Oakland wins, they automatically qualify because they'll be above El Paso there. They could knock El Paso mm-hmm. down. Right. So that that's going to be an interesting game, y'all. Like, make sure you like check that one out. I know it's going to be at, oh, it's going to be at the same time as uh as our game. Well, Jeez. at the stadium, or if you're watching on TV, then have both games playing, or like keep checking back and forth to see how that game's doing because that that game might determine who we play against. And Oakland might be the reason why we play El Paso in the quarterfinals if they win. So, so uh, yeah, I like That'd using FopMob, you know, to track games because they have a ticker that shows exactly all the passing going on. That way, if you don't want to stream ESPN Plus on your phone to watch these other games, FopMob is the best app for tracking games live because their ticker sh- shows the field distribution as it's happening. It's pretty, pretty good. So if you haven't downloaded the app FopMob, if you want to track these other games, do it. Oh, thanks. And, yeah, once thanks again, for us know. and once again, for those that are watching from home, such as myself, I mean, this is the the reason that you have ESPN on your gaming machine, especially me having it on Xbox. So given the fact that next week's game is at home, I don't have to worry about uh, pulling up ESPN Plus and hearing the road match commentary, anything like that. So that's what I'm going to end up doing. Just popping up the multicast, bringing up our match, the uh, the other matches happening uh, throughout the, the the entire league. Maybe keeping an eye on the uh, Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh match uh, with Detroit City. See how that goes. So it's going to be a busy night around the league, and and definitely one worth watching, especially with the the last fights that we have left for the remaining playoff spots, both out east and, of course, the crowded one out west. Yeah, and. I want. I just want to mention the other two teams there: New Mexico and Monterey Bay. New Mexico is going to be playing on Friday against Memphis, so we'll already know on Saturday the result of that match. So, depending how that match fares down, we might actually be down to just three potential rivals. And then Monterey Bay actually plays also on Saturday, same time against Orange County at home. So when we play, we're going to see the other two teams play, and it's going to probably go down to the end of our match for us to find out unless like the games are so uneven (laughs) there who our opponent will be between those. But in the event that Oakland and New Mexico tie in points because they could tie Oakland would actually qualify in eighth place. So if New Mexico loses and say Oakland and El Paso tie Oakland actually beat New Mexico in both of their matchups. So they would actually win the tiebreaker there. So just keep that noted there because that, that could be a, a potential situation in that event too. But Oakland and Monterey could still pass, basically, right? If uh, Oakland beats El Paso and Monterey wins and New Mexico loses, we could see Oakland and Monterey, the two fellow Californian teams who were actually in playoffs for like a good part of the season, actually make it through. So, But if that happens, then we play against Monterey. And I know how Sharon feels about them. And we remember how the match was when they played at our home early in the season. So. Uh, 
that would be that would be a tough one. But if we want our California teams to stick through, then that would be the route. Well, just just watching a little bit of the the, the match, I did pull it up briefly while it was on earlier today. They had some good possession. You know, that's one thing that Frankie Yallop knows how to do with his squad is he, he really knows how to build up build up possession. Anyhow, there you have it. But yeah, but we're first place, like, of course, again, guaranteed there. Now, Uncle Ruckus and a twist of fate, they could potentially move down to fourth place, by the way, because uh, Orange County and San Diego are both at 54 points, just one point below them. So a lot could change there in that table, which is pretty crazy to see there. So we'll... We'll probably be room for San Diego, Orange County. I know they, they got to play against Monterey there. And the event that they both win and San Antonio ties or loses, then they could be moving down. And that would make us pretty happy. I know <laughs> I know for you guys, we'd, be, we'd all be pretty celebratory there for their matches there. But we'll see what happens there. But we'll yep. be definitely following through on Saturday and keeping you guys posted on what the situation is looking like. Because it'll be a little less complicated on, on Saturday after that New Mexico game. And I think you're stalling again. You're totally stalling. Oh, yeah, it's because you got you got you're points, stalling. and and even Jared has a potential for some extra points that I, he did not even realize. And I realized it yesterday when I was checking our <laughs> our standings. That whoa, okay, I said something at the beginning of the season that might help Jared out, or it's looking like it will, but it might hurt me too. But. Uh, <laughs> And then just real quick for any of us that, that any of our listeners that are still around after all that playoff math, please, please, please take advantage of your local Walgreens, pick you up a, a bottle of Motrin because Lord knows it's been hurting us as well. So <laughs> self, uh, self-help, self-help, take care of yourself, you know, take care of the brain. Cause it's, cause it's in for a wild ride later. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. But we have good news for everyone, right? Sharon, because. I am about to say the code phrase. What is the code phrase? The code phrase is something that I've mentioned on every single episode, which if anyone's been listening for a while, I haven't said it yet. And we we purposely didn't say it earlier, by the way, y'all, because we didn't want to say it and say, oh, this is the second time we're saying it. You're still stalling. Yeah. Say it. I'm making it all dramatic and everything. So everyone, the code phrase in the episode is podcast winner dinner. Send that message. Open the social media. We we understand. You could pause the episode right now. Go send us a DM on any of our social media apps or on email, stateoftherepublic20 at gmail.com. Let us know the key phrase right there. Again, podcast, winner, dinner. And you may be one of five winners, which I'll see. Again, check social media to find out if uh, the five winners have already claimed their prize. And remember, do not post anything directly on our walls you've got to send it in a dm okay okay got it got it because i'm a happy girl from the podcast winner dinner results because i just didn't pull it away but i could get slapped here in a little while yeah and it didn't really happen that much that any of us really got the goal score right but sharon's been getting it right already this is the second consecutive match in which he gets it right although technically the last match was more jorge's pick yeah, I mean, it was it was a pro- proxy there, but she still got it either way. And she actually gets two points out of the match. I get one point because I also did say that Sac Republic would be getting the first yellow card, and then Jared did not get any point there. <laughs> but I got nothing. I got nothing. Turned on the light to the basement. But now, 
I'm not celebrating much right here because, as I mentioned earlier, at the beginning of the season, I did say we would have extra opportunity for bonus points if we got the right leader of yellow cards in the squad, the right leading goal scorer, and also the right leading assist player. And if you got any of those right for each one, you would get five bonus points there. And the one that it's looking like Sharon and Jared might be getting and might be getting additional five points in this competition is Gecko being the assist leader because Gecko right now, as of last check, is leading the way with seven assists while Jacker, which was my pick, is at four. So what does this mean is I'm going to be out there encouraging Jack to get us more goals and <laughs> and for us to, again, make it deep into playoffs because otherwise I only have two matches for Jack to get at least three assists and so that way we all share five bonus points if we saw a tie there but again that is the entire season so it's not just regular season covers playoff time as well and then if oh and then actually i should also say we're also we're all gonna get an additional five points because we all guessed russell as being the leading goal scorer and it's looking like it'll be him that will take that honor right there but again we all just get five so we all technically cancel each other out there and then leader of yellow cards Sharon and I said Shane while Jared said Luis Felipe but Arnold took those honors a long time ago already so that that was game over already a while back already so thank you Arnold for for doing that it wasn't even Roro like Sharon had originally had there either so that's all that goes so the leading scoreboard right now is Sharon with 26 points Ooh, I have 21 are, points. The fans are cheering. The fans are cheering. I yeah. Hear. And Jared's got 18 points there. But but if we add the five bonus points, sure, Sharon will, would be moving up and Jared as well. And again, that would just place Jared above me and with the chance of reaching Sharon. Again, depending what happens, anything can happen in the last match and in the number of playoff matches that we have. So those bonus five points could come in clutch for Jared. Jared could potentially win it all thanks to a bonus five points if he starts to lead the way. Uh, We'll see. But either way, I'm still stuck in this wine cellar. (laughs) Hey, Uh, at least you got wine. Wine with an H. (laughs) (laughs) Those of you that are not able to view the camera right now, I'm practically giving Sharon the the Italian hands. These are this is the motion I usually reserve for Scott Bradford uh, on Sundays, especially uh, with his Dolphins and my Jets. Which, by the way, as of this time of recording, the Jets have beat the Broncos, oh second win of the season. Woo! <laughs> and Taylor Swift was not at the game with Kansas City today either. Yeah, so that that's all that's looking like. That's all the podcast winner dinner is. Shipping up to be so we'll see what happens. But again, I asked the team to make it deep into the playoffs, please. Otherwise, Sharon's gonna take it all real quick and probably What's wrong with that? there's lead. nothing wrong with me taking it all. But yes, we do want them to go very deep into playoffs where I can get <laughs> more points, you know, because we've got some brilliant scorers and they've all worked out nicely for me. And Jorge, get your guessing going because maybe second or third. Playoff match, knock on wood, that we get there. You know, we may do proxies again. Oh, let's just establish it now. Then, second, if we get to a semifinal game, that'll be a proxy game. Semifinal West Coast, yes. Yeah. Okay, so if we, if we get to that, game. that'll okay. 
So that's that. So start pick. Well, I know who you picked already too. And I know who Jared's picking already. And you know, I know who I'm picking already. She might not feel like as confident after the last pick, but I'm going with Tina again. So, okay. Uh, I, I got that John, confidence. So poor John got kicked to the curb. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably feeling he like left out. We should just let him pick on his own. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll take give him a, there we go. Give, give him a guaranteed pick. <laughs> just missed a pick. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Well, we, we did Uh-oh. it last time he was on. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, speaking of picks, let's go ahead and pick our scores for the match uh, against Miami. And again, Miami FC, not Inter Miami. They, they don't wear pink jerseys. They wear, I think they wear light blue jerseys and a few other colors on that too. I think that, that's their home jersey. So just everyone knows Messi does not play in that squad. Like there is no danger with Messi there, but there is danger with Joaquin Rivas, which we'll have some more news here later on. But let's go ahead and give our predictions then. Sack against Miami. And Jared, can you do us the honor of giving us your pick first? So that way uh, you don't copy Sharon's pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so... I know Miami's going to be fighting real hard to maintain that eighth uh, playoff spot out east. So I'm not going to say Miami wins. You know, they'll definitely you know, put in the effort, but I'm going to say we end up taking it. To, you know, I'm going to th- I'm going to throw some danger in this. Let's let's win three two Republic. And my first goal scorer is going to be Russell, since I know he wants to get a hot streak going on. If he does not manage it, then I am going to say Luther as my second choice. And then Miami gets a first yellow. All right. And well, I'll go next here. So I say a 2-1 win for Sack. I also say Russell scoring the first goal. If he doesn't see the pitch, I'm going to go with Gecko getting the goal. And first yellow card, I'm going with Miami. Okay. So, him. if you think about this match, Coach has to make some decisions, right? Does he play his 11 that he's been starting or does he slide a guy or two in to sort of mix it up a little bit so that they're ready in the event that something happens and they're needed on the 21st? You, I just, <clears throat> this is a really tough choice for me. And I think I'm going to switch what I have written down here. So I've got the, our score also is 2-1 with us winning. I've got the yellow Miami and I've got, this is going to be hard because he usually sits Kecko after, you know, he always, he always lets Kecko rest so he can bring on other players to get them fine tuned like Christian. But I still think Christian's going to come in as a sub. So I'm going to list Kecko as my first goal scorer. And then if he doesn't see the pitch, I've got Zico and I, initially had Zico first because I have a feeling sometimes they start him when it's a game that doesn't matter as much, but you still need to have your 11 sharp, you know, and your 18 sharp. So this is a, this is hard. This one is, this one's a hard pick. I also pondered Luis Felipe. I pondered, you know, even Roro and Christian and Jack, but I'm sticking with the, Kako Zico. All right. Well, looks like me and you have 
two things we share and we all share Miami getting the first yellow card. So yeah. Yeah. This will be a, an interesting match and we'll see, see who gets what they're there. Yeah. All right. Well, moving along to our sibling team, Huddersfield town. We haven't really given an update, I think in, in just a few weeks here on how that is looking like, especially in results and in table wise here for Huddersfield town. And it, in the future, we'll have John, I think <laughs> be, be here. So yeah. we can uh, provide the updates here for them too. But Huddersfield town actually played yesterday against Sheffield Wednesday away. And they actually ended up getting the tie in a nil nil match right there, which is never bad when you're playing in an away match. I mean, away matches yeah. are pretty complicated and whatnot too. Although they were playing against the last plays of the league. So it's a little bit tough when you can't get those three points against someone against a team that is a dead last right there. But they are sitting in 19th place. And just so everyone knows, in the championship, there are 24 teams. So last three, 22 to 24, are the ones that are in relegation danger. And Huddersfield is just a little bit above them right there. So they're definitely going to want to try and get as far away as that as possible there. But it looks like they, they've been in a tying streak uh, as of late. Is, is what it's looking like. So we'll see. We'll see how, how they fare in their upcoming matches. Their next match is actually on Saturday, same day as ours, but 12 hours before ours to seven in the morning. So if you guys wake up at that time, you're going to watch. It's on the 21st, which is a week in advance because they have the international break next week. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Let me, let me redo that then. So their upcoming match is actually on the 21st, which is actually on our playoff day, happening more than likely 12 hours before our match, given that our match may be in at 7 p.m., but that could always change on that day. And they're going to be playing against QPR, the historic QPR, which is never an easy team to play against, too. And then they have another home match midweek on the 24th at 11.45 a.m., or as I like to call it, Champions League time. <laughs> so that's usually when we catch uh, Champions League games there, and it'll be another match at home, so... Y'all check them out, root for them, and hope for the best. Hopefully they can get out of that low zone, more into the mid-table, so that way they can have more of a breather and not feel as, as pressured since, like I said, they've they've been having quite a few ties consecutively. And and, and actually, they lost against Birmingham previously before uh, this match yesterday, too. But before that, yeah, they went on a, on a streak with a bunch of ties there. So hopefully they can come back and get to the higher-up part of the table. Hey, they're yeah. they're playing against teams that were recently relegated. You know, there's a there's several teams in the championship that have quite a bit of experience in the Premier League. You know, so I, hey, to get a a result like if you tie, you know, some of those teams, not so much Sheffield Wednesday, they haven't been in the in the Premier League in forever. But you know, if you if you tie some of the teams that are familiar with playing in the Premier League, that's that's not a bad result if you think about it. You know, because let's face it, when was the last time Huddersfield Town was even in the Premier League? So, anyhow. Our next topic, Luis is excited to announce. We all are because we love this. Yeah, so we're really excited about this too. I don't want to claim it for sure because then life happens and then he might cancel because we haven't recorded this quite yet. But there's a high likelihood that we are going to be interviewing a former 
Sac Republic player Joaquin Rivas, who is now playing for Miami FC and is someone we hope to be able to see on Saturday. Not myself, because I'm not going to be able to like be at the match, but Sharon, I hope she gets the chance to see him there, give him a podcast sticker and take a picture there with them as well. But we're going to be chatting with them sometime early this week, and we hope to have that episode. It's going to be a short interview posted maybe Thursday or Friday is, is the goal, so that way y'all can uh, listen to it. Uh, before the match and we can again hear uh, how his time is, with Miami has been like especially after being with FC Tulsa for quite some time there and also so he can let us know who to watch out for which he'll be one of the people to watch out <laughs> and all that of course but it'll be a really special moment and it'll be interesting to hear how he's feeling like you know coming back to Hartwell Park a stadium that he once called home and I'm not even sure, Sharon, I think maybe has he been back or maybe in his Tulsa days, he may have been back for like a match or two, but it's yeah. been a while, right? It's been a while. And you know, some, it's so weird because sometimes a player will come and go before we get a chance to, you know, see them. Like, you know, it was nice to see Ray Sari when he came through with El Paso, but you know, it's just I hope to goodness. I'll, I'll get a chance to actually, you know, see him. Based on where I stand, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll know you. You'll likely get the chance to to see him. And yeah, th- that moment will definitely happen there for us to be Did able to see. Did we already give him a scarf? Did we already give him a scarf? No, we, we haven't. I, I mean, I haven't even seen him in person. We just oh. interviewed him that one time. So uh, it'll be great. You'll be able to to see him too. So So we really appreciate him spending his time and all that because we know how busy it is, especially when you're trying to focus on the following match. So th- thank you to him for uh, accepting our invitation to be back on the podcast and giving us some insights on, on this Miami team. Without awesome. Messi, the team yeah, that doesn't have Messi. That doesn't have Messi, y'all. So, but <laughs> the match, and this is why I was a little worried, it was actually sold out. The team announced it, the upcoming match against Miami FC on Saturday. So that's why we keep mentioning over and over again. This is not the team that Messi plays, y'all. We don't want to see any comments on Sunday or on Saturday night saying like, where's Messi? Is he injured again? Why is the coach different? <laughs> That's not Martino who used to coach Mexico. Yeah, everyone just know that because I'm checking the website. There's a few verified resale tickets. They haven't reached the point to where they're $1,000 yet. <laughs> they're still relatively quote unquote low, although they are really high for the typical. I mean, they're at least like 50% more than say like a typical like end seat is like I'm seeing a few for like forty dollars when they're usually more in the twenty range, especially in this regular season match. I mean, heck, even the playoff match, it was like twenty something for me to to pay for that side. So, uh, just so you guys know, again, if you see a verified resale ticket there, don't pay crazy price. This is not messy. Please, just don't. Even even if it's not crazy price, but you're paying like seventy five percent more than the average price for it, unless you really want to watch this match, then. You might want to spend that money for the playoff match. <laughs> the, the you know, yeah. Unless you're gonna go root for Sac Republic, then spend all the money you want. But don't expect Messi, please. Just <laughs> and for those that are expecting Messi, even after this message, please DM me directly because I have a lovely beachfront property in Scottsdale, just outside of Paradise Valley, that I would love to sell you. So. <laughs> That's on your well. It's hilarious. It'll it'll make us chuckle for a long time, you know. <laughs> yeah, but but I'm looking forward to all the people that are going to be complaining still, even even afterwards, because th- there's still going to be some people that are going to be questioning where he's at. 
And you'll be able to hear it, Sharon. You've been there at the game. <laughs> so this is funny. John Crawford put up, you know, what's the over-under on Messi jerseys, right? And so it's like, well, does the, a Messi Miami jersey count or Inter-Miami jersey count? Or is it any Messi jersey? So John Crawford is going to be counting the Messi jerseys because I guess 20. I think Scott Bradford, I forget what he he guessed, but it's, it's absolutely he- hilarious. He wants, I think Scott wanted to include even kids uh, jerseys, which I, I, me personally, I would skip that because, you know, a lot of the kids may not necessarily pick up on the fact that he plays for a different league and his team just got eliminated from playoff, playoff hunts. It's the adults I'm more concerned about (laughs) that, that, that should know better. And (laughs) I'm going to say it's going to be over 20 myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, well g- give a number. Let's all guess a number here, and then we'll, we'll get the update in the next episode on. I would like to say 24. I got 20. But if you're if you're talking simply adults, John's going to have to, you know, have a notepad where he keeps track of adults and youth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'll say 22 just to be in between there. But I do have to say in the last match that I was in, I think pretty sure I saw some like messy jerseys, not adults, right? But like it's where, so it could also be that, I mean, that's just the thing in the news, right? All the kids are going to be wanting to wear jersey, not because we're playing against Miami FC, but because they just like messy, right? So they would have worn it had we played against whoever we'd play against. So that's another thing. So yeah, it's good that he should maybe just count. Yeah. Adult jerseys and all that, but. And our yeah. equipment manager, Cappy, if he could wear a messy jersey underneath <laughs> his gear, he'd have a messy jersey on because he's Argentinian, you know? Oh, yeah. If we were playing against them, too, right? And the, the Open Cup and all that. Uh, that would have been quite... We wouldn't have not gone to the final. If it would have been against Inter- If it would have been this year, soccer player playing yeah. against Miami, I'm good. Yeah, I'm not spending that money. Spending money again, yeah. I heard people were spending more than, like, Champions League final yeah. tickets. It was crazy. So not even see him. So I feel right. bad for everyone who did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> awesome. Well, that about wraps up all that we had planned for tonight, y'all. But Sharon, Jared, last final parting words before we say goodnight and see y'all in our next bonus episode with the interview, potentially. Hey, everybody, go volunteer for the uh, Community Service Week with Sac Republic and go Republic. I want to close out by uh, hoping Seba is feeling at least a little bit better after the basically spread out assault he had taken last night, getting kicked in the butt by the goalkeeper, getting <laughs> uh, clotheslined a la AEW collision by said goalkeeper, and then taking an- another hit on, on the sideline. So, Seba, please t- take an- another ice block bath if need be. You know, anything to help you get better. So, you know, our hearts out for you, but just... <laughs> Heal up, heal up, and know that we're going to be having a chat with some of these referees if they don't start calling these these uh, these calls that they should be doing. And go Republic! Yeah, well, for my last one again, this has been really awesome, y'all. Thank you so much to all of our listeners. We appreciate each and every one of you, whether you were one of the first five or you weren't. We appreciate everyone equally as always, and you know, again, be on the lookout for more giveaways in the future. And congratulations to those uh, five of you who actually send us the first message to get one of these prizes here. Thank you to Sharon for actually getting those uh, 
coffee gift cards. She she found them. She told us about them. And Pete's Coffee serves up really good coffee. And they're not advertising this show, but we are looking for a coffee advertiser if there is one out there, because it would be really nice to you know get some coffee every now and then at a spot and maybe do a podcast live somewhere there. So calling out all the local coffee shops. Hit us up if you're interested in a, in a spot. <laughs> there you go. But have a good night, everyone. And we'll see you in a few days, potentially with an interview. Or if it gets canceled, then we'll see you next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Go volunteer and cue the music. Also, everyone, it is also. Also, everyone, it is listener appreciation. (laughs) (laughs) Also, everyone. The key word is Kecko. It's not Kecko. <laughs> People are going to start messaging that too. That, that is not the one. That's why it is in the blooper section, y'all. Um, the coded word is what you heard earlier. All right, here you go. All right. <laughs> here you go. I think. Let's <laughs> 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 thing I heard was your laugh part. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. Now I got it. Jared's laughing, but he's muted. Oh, Jared's laughing too? I'll, I'll, I have you guys over here on the side, so I don't even like look at the camera. You're not looking at us. Okay, okay, okay. We'll be quiet. Jared's already quiet because he's yeah, muted. But he's okay, laughing though. I'll, 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 I'll mute myself so you cannot hear me roar. <laughs> Deep breath. Sorry, folks. We got, got an... <laughs> delayed by an advertisement. <laughs> I don't know how that happened there. Here we go. There we go. The USL trying to make their money, probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Sharon froze. And it's one of those moments where you don't want to freeze. Oh, you you don't back. want to talk about oh, the results. <laughs> okay, you're back. All right, yeah. you froze for a second. Sorry, you went, like, froze stalling. I didn't freeze. You were just. <laughs> you're just. Wait, well, you know, you, you saw that too, Jared, right? You're just stalling. You saw that, right? She froze. Or was it just me? Like, I didn't freeze. You were we stalling. We saw Elsa. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so Say everyone, it. 